Hey, this is Armand Rosamilia. I'm the lead singer of Winger. I uh, also wrote the Dying Days zombie fiction series. And you're listening to Books, Beer, and Bullshit. Negus. Negus. Um, what is the language of origin? Uh, Ethiopian to Amharic. Um, what is the definition? A king. It's used as a title of the sovereign of Ethiopia. Negus. Negus. Could you use it in a sentence? The Negus ruled Ethiopia until the coup of 1974. Negus. Uh, could you repeat the definition? A king. It's used as a title of the sovereign of Ethiopia. Negus. Negus. Andrew, would you say the word loudly for the judges? Negus. One more time? Negus. 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 N-E-G-U-S, Negus. Absolutely stunned, but he'll take it. You're listening to Books, Beer, and Bullshit. It's the only podcast that doesn't stop at the shop when the apocalypse drops. I am your fucking dead host, Mr. Frank. And I am your... Apocalypse Wonder Boy, Mr. Jeff. Mr. Jeff, thank you for joining me as my sidekick on this journey on the hill of the apocalypse. Gotta tell you, Frank, I'm happy to be here. I'm glad that you're happy to be here during the uh, the one-stop apocalypse. It's all your apocalypse needs in one podcast. It really is. It, it's the apocalypse of train wreck podcasting. Certainly is, sir. This is your 38th episode. In three years. <laughs> oh, that's one in a month. It is one a month. Works right out. Right. Just for your listening pleasure, right. constant listeners. Yeah. We were almost at like 1.17, so we held back a month yeah. extra that we didn't give you shit. Yeah, you know, you don't really need it. You just want it. Yeah, yeah. You got to hold back. Make them want it more. Not this every week shit. Well, it's very interesting surroundings today. Not in the dank. We had to change it up, you know. Dank, 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 dank. All the time, the dank. There's some. Now we're in your recording studios, quote unquote, with the air quotes that nobody can see. And uh, there's some magic that's happened here. Yes, there is. So, you know, we switch it up, bring it back. I brought all the stank of the dank on our microphone condoms. Yes, it, that was a nice touch. Thank you. Because now my nose can itch even though I'm not there. Yes. It's like I'm there. But it's not, like you're there. But not really. Yeah, right. It's like this book that we're going to review. Yeah. It was all good from around. It seemed like But a, not really. It seemed like a good idea at the time. It totally seemed like We're a good really idea at the time. We're really on a stretch of not wonderful books. Wonder how our luck could run that bad. Even going with like uh, some solid fucked up horror has been not too good. No. Just like, like regular mainline horror, mainstream horror, yeah. hasn't really worked out. No. I don't know what we're going to have to come out of this, but we're going to have to get this... 
one hopefully last not so wonderful book out the way. But you know what though? Yeah. This this is actually good for our constant listeners. Yes. Because you know why? Because you can stay away from this shit. You can stay away from it. Or if it seems intriguing to you and think we're full of shit. That's true. You could go out and try it. That's true. I mean, the reason we picked this up is because we thought it was intriguing. Right. I mean, otherwise, you wouldn't go out and pick out a book. Well, we have done that. Yeah. At random. Yes. That was episode, I don't know, remember, but it was the sixes. I remember that for a fact. Right. That was just an experiment. Right. Experiment. Right. But we picked up our current book review, The One Stop Apocalypse Shop. The Apocalypse Shift. By Derek J. Goodman, because we thought it sounded like a good fucking idea. Really? It it did. I mean... Now, what comes to what comes to mind when you see the title "One Stop Apocalypse Shop"? What do you think you might get? A shop that has all apocalyptical supplies. Yeah, like a like a Seven Eleven for uh, for apocalypse hunters or what yeah. whatnot type of thing. Yeah, you would expect to see that guy Van Helsing. Van Helsing. That's that's exactly kind of like what I was thinking that evoked in my mind when you said, "Dude, we should read this. Sounds cool." Right. And that's what I thought. Or like from ben, reading the description or the whatever you call it. Yes. I thought it was uh, you know, Van Hels- Helsing comes in and buys a couple arrows and a cup of coffee to go. Right. And it's like clerks meets Van Helsing meets the Walking Dead. Right. Right? Like right. That's, that's what I that's thought it was gonna be. Right. What happened? Ah, we got none of that. All right. Well We got a little of that in the beginning. We got a little 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 tiny Tiny taste, like in the first chapter, right? So why don't you why don't you set it? Up? Why don't you give them what the, the short and uglies of what really happened? Well, okay. In this book, you have two clerks who work in an all night convenience store in an undisclosed location on a hill, where at night all the ghouls and zombies and vampires and different monsters come out and uh, basically roam around as if nothing's going on. The vampire might come in and buy a bag of Skittles. Or the zombie may come in and buy a Slim Jim. Or the ghoul may come in and get uh, some uh, Count Chocula or something. Yeah, but there's no fighting about this. They just come in, buy their stuff, and leave. Right. And it only happens, like, at night. Right. Only after, like, 11 o'clock till 5 in the morning. Right. Yeah, you get, like, a Harry Potter muggles. They don't call them muggles. They call them, I forget. Maligals? No. Malignants? Something... Malgamanders? The Mundies. The Mundies. Yeah, the mundane yeah, people. Yeah, the mundane... Yeah, all the mundane people are asleep. They sleep at night, and the monsters come out. Yeah, and whatever happens, you know, has to get taken care of by sunrise. or special police yes. to, you know, clean up shit before sunrise. Right. And once again, just like in the sixes where, you know, we got the, the plagiarist librarian taking care of fucking murder mysteries, you got the two clerks who work the convenience store taking care of... Uh, Saving the world every night, even though there are special police for this shit. Yeah, exactly. They're just, you know, shit just happens to pop off around them all the time. Yes. <laughs> and that's not where I thought this, this book was going from the description. And it just became, really just became a mystery book Yeah, with the, with the horror twist. I mean, uh, like kind of all horror books yeah. are, are A lot of them of get down to a mystery to figure out. Kind of mysterious. Yeah. In a way, you know, yeah. to try to figure out what's going on or what have you. But this took it to, like, the, the next level of mysteries. They hired a new clerk who was, who was a Monday but woke up and wanted to kill off 
the whole thing and he got somehow he got he broke into the guy's apartment the Caleb the main character he yeah. broke into his apartment where he just happened to have like all these different artifacts that could end the world you know right. he just has them in his bathroom just well he collected them up in his in his conquests and he never handed them over as evidence to the special apocalypse police right and we have no idea how that all came about because it does not tell you about what how about he got how the stuff? he got the stuff. Like it tells you yeah, yeah. how he got the stuff. But yeah. It didn't tell you from where he the acquired the, 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 the crumbs of right. awesomeness and yeah, the, and the Rubik's cube of cubism, everything, of, and yeah, yeah, and the one clog that rules them all. Yes, like these not all kind of all sounded like kind of like cool little stories, yes. right? But you got none of that. They were just right. out there. Right, it gave you nothing. Right. Well, that's for his short story collection. The artifacts of the one-stop apocalypse shop. Yeah, the untold stories or some crap. Yeah, I could see that. If he was smart, which he isn't because he wrote the wrong story here, <laughs> he would write. Right. But neither here nor there. So they have to go chasing this guy all around town to get back these artifacts. And in the meantime, everyone else is trying to get their hands on these artifacts. And it becomes a, a Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. Scooby-Doo, I like that. There is um, a certain humor aspect Mr. Goodman was aiming for, which I thought kind of fell short at times. Like there was one part where uh, the clerk was just doing his thing and there was a a vampire browsing the store and he was counting things and he was one one thing on the shelf. Uh, uh," And I'm like, (laughs) it's a little hack. Yeah. yeah. And he really but he really played that joke out. Right, and all it, through the book. And it never really, there was never any big payoff from it. It was just kind of a dumb running joke that never really went anywhere. Yep. So it's like, for me, that's what the story was, is is like, it's a, it's a great idea, and it just, the execution just kind of kept falling short for you, me. You know what it's kind of like? What's that? It's kind of like that idea never went through his head. Like, he had his Scooby-Doo episode all written out in his head. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he, and then I bet you... The publisher got it and said, oh, no, in order to sell this, we can't sell this as a Scooby-Doo episode. No one's going to really be interested. Okay. So we're going to call it the blah one-stop. I guarantee you this book was not. Not called the one-stop apocalypse shop? Yeah, and all that. Well, maybe it was, yeah. but it wasn't marketed yeah. as, like it was. Right, right. When right. you read the, what the fuck do you call that? Synopsis. Thing? The synopsis. Know, That's that, the word that I was that word I can never remember that word. Constantly escapes you. It does. I'm such a. Dumbass. Okay. Yeah, I only do a podcast about book reviews, and I can't remember what the goddamn synopsis word is. <laughs> well, you did bring up a good point off mic about this, was where you said, you know, this the story up front center on the cover is the one-stop apocalypse shop, but about 90% of the story does not take place in the one-stop apocalypse shop. No, no. So, therefore, it kind of, and that's where it, it's deceptive right away about what your expectations are of the book and what actually happens. Sure. And the original title is probably like Caleb saves the world or something like boy saves world. Yes. Or, you know, something like with something the Rubik's like that. cube. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's uh, I agree with that. That I think there is it's one of them situations where you have expectations of one thing. You read it, you get another and it, it didn't overcome your expectations to be something better than that. It just kind of feels like it fell short and what you have in your head right. would have been the better story. Exactamundo. Thank you, Azar. Like, they had the one character I really liked that I did find... The one thing I did find kind of neat and funny, even though I'm not a fan of it, yeah. 
was the Cthulhu shrew. The Cthulhu shrew, yes. Where there the, was a little mouse yeah, yes. or shrew in the thing, and it had the Cthulhu tentacles on its head. Yes. And, like, if you, like, pissed him off, he'd, like, bring all his Cthulhu mice, and he'd, like, haunt you forever. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, like that was kind of cool. But like, a little, yeah, there were little, like, bits yeah, that like, worked. See, that's where I was hoping this story was going. Yeah, yeah. Not in, not the other way that it went. Like, if you would have made clerks in a, during the apocalypse or something. Yeah, it just would have seen better, you and know, like I was, I even had a hard time like buying. I made a note early on in the book where you know they mentioned this shit only happens at night and then during the day. The yeah, normal it's just a regular people. town. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like that. I wasn't buying that. I would have felt, and I, I made the note. I wish it was more like Ailey Martinez, and the world was just this. There were just monsters, or well, mo- like just. Commit or, to that idea a hundred percent because right. I think that I think it gave the plot problems having that you know the the freaks come out at night kind of thing. I just I just thought it kind of you know, you know you're plot. probably right. If they would have done said like this was under the ice at, in Antarctica where they all lived and it was a secret societal society, yeah, you know, hollow earthers, flat earthers type thing going on, right? Yeah, that would have you're right. Then that would have set the tone. Differently, yeah. It like this made is it more just believable. the way the world is. Yeah. The way the world is is there monsters intermingling with people or right. whatnot, or you know, and then just right like they. It's what it is, yeah. and then occasionally bad monsters creep in, exactly. and you gotta you gotta deal with that. Like every night, there's a certain yeah faction of bad yeah. monsters that want to like, drunken drunken zombies or something. But I think he should have committed just the, that's the way the world is, and not have a dual world and yeah shadow world that, that kind of hurt the plot for me to really come along on that ride i think you should have went 100 percent on that because the whole the whole story takes place in the eight hour time frame yeah basically during the the dark hours of the the night it seems a bit much to cram all that into eight hours i mean it's a good day's work but yeah he had to solve a mystery all this all this stuff got stolen and yeah there was a whole auction set up and the zombie love story. That was a little hack, too. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> a I lot mean, of problem with that. Plus, too, when you think about it, right? You're yeah. going to steal this stuff, set up an auction, destroy the world, and blah, 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 all in the same night. Right. It's a bit much. It is. That was kind of my little problem with SEAL Team 666 was also the thing where we just went from one thing to the next. Yeah, to the we next. traveled halfway across the globe in about three hours. Yeah, <laughs> and... Like, I'm not saying you can't do it, and I'm not saying, like, Navy SEALs don't go on missions and they don't sleep for three days or right, whatever. Right. yeah. But for the point of a story, it doesn't have to be, like, all no. ramped to the asshole because no. you could take time to figure things out. Yeah. We've got we to gotta fly a plane. It's going to take a couple hours. Yeah, so if everybody take that, a nap, <laughs> and other people could do other things yes, while, while yeah. you're doing that. It we doesn't don't have, have to mention to be. it, but it just it totally came across as, like, in this instant, just... Too much in too short a time. Yeah. Where it's not really reasonable. It, at least it wasn't to me. Even in a monster apocalypse world. Yeah. And that was another part, too, is like, not only is it the world only operates this way for half the day, not even half the day, but it also operates this way only on the one section of town called the hill. Yeah. The neighborhood. This yeah. just happens in a neighborhood. Right. And yet, but the whole world could get taken over. Right. Yeah. It'd be like saying, like, my neighborhood. Yeah. Encompassing like to where our friend used to live down yeah. the way, and then like to where I live here at the other end. Yeah, 
Like if that's the whole, and then there were I found a couple times where I thought he was just like he wrote himself into a hole or he left himself a big gaping plot point, and like came up with the dumbest ex like when uh like when he first finds the android robots taking off with the the, the stolen artifacts right? right right and they they he hunts them down he gets them and yay we got our artifacts back, and then but it's like oh well, the story's too short to just get our stuff back at this point so oh. Those were just decoy artifacts. Yeah. <laughs> and now the story continues. Like, it really didn't make any sense for them to, to get those back and be decoys. Like, it didn't it didn't serve the story at all. It didn't do anything. It wasn't believable. Yeah, it's just like, oh, that was, was a, to throw us off the fucking scent. Yeah, with decoy I, I'm things. sorry, though. I'm but, like, he didn't get away. He was not running away from them. He stuck around in town. Like, yeah, it, where are you going? It, 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 what, you were not buying time and throwing him off the trail. Yeah, because everything's in within eight blocks. You yeah. find out soon so enough. You didn't need that that decoy. <laughs> that was just so silly. Yeah, Even was. towards the end, there's a it, it, oh the, about the uh, I don't know what the hell the, the the misconstrued item of water that actually causes fire. Oh yeah, amulet of water. Right. Yeah. That yeah. actually, you know, he's like he wants to get all these people in the one place because it to you know, all the important people in the neighborhood to to blow them up so they don't do whatever. But then he's like, and yeah, and this thing will destroy the world. So it's like. Well, then why do you have to get them all into this one building to blow them up? (laughs) Oh, well, he doesn't know that. He doesn't know it's going to do that. So it's just like that type of thing he he did a few times. I mean, you said maybe the publisher messed with the story. and and, and I I had the feeling that this wasn't edited. It's another one of these just wasn't edited enough. It, It got... Wordy and not and nonsensical at some times, where it was like, I don't need to read this stuff. You, like you the know, count, the count should have been taken out. Right, but you know what? I think we're, I think we're a little harsh on editors these days. I got to give <laughs> the devil its due. Okay, I I think we're a little harsh on on editing technique lately. Okay, and I don't think that was the real real problem with this book. Okay, I mean, yeah, everything could use a little extra tweak here and there. Yeah. yeah. But I totally believe that this book, when the edit, when the uh, publisher got it, yeah, they just marketed it as something else to make it seem cooler than it really was. Where the story's just really not okay. The they they pumped it up into this. They epo- pumped it yeah, up. We're going to sell this as apocalypse. The, right. They took something and not really present it for what it is. Type right. Of thing. Okay. They took something and made you want to buy it. Kind of like. Coke or Pepsi or, you know what I mean? I, I can go along with that. I can give you that. Yeah. Where the real problem was if you if you set the, the synopsis just like the book went, yeah, I, I would probably would not have even pursued this book. Yeah. And we wouldn't be bickering about, you know, how yeah, bad if you do, editing was or yeah, if you do If you do write the synopsis about the way it is, it's, it does, it should come up, should come off more, it should sound like a mystery. Right type of a, a situation, right. like you said. So I don't think that was really the issue here. The real issue was the story just wasn't that great of a story. No, yeah. it had too many plot holes. Which, like you said, you could tell. You saw it better than I did. Right, that the guy wrote himself into like a couple of corners here and go, well, well, shit, you know. Instead of going back and rewriting the whole scene yeah, yeah, or the whole make... past four chapters or whatever, right? He just like took a step sideways okay yeah well this is where i wrote it so i'll write it out of here from yeah here. and it just yeah. it fails the it fails the plot right and yeah maybe you could say the editor didn't should have sent them back for another rewrite but really what's the difference the story just 
really wasn't that great anyway. That's true. And another and another thing, when we looked up this book, there's actually a second book, a, a part two, I guess. Yeah, and uh, I'm not in. It was uh, no, I'm not. But but the thing about that is is knowing that was out there. It was only released like a month after this book. They're only released like a month apart. Yeah, and. Uh, but like you're reading this, and it's funky because they were released a month apart. Almost anybody reading this, picking this up, would know there's a second book. So you yeah, it was like pretty March, much March and April, or yeah, March and May, or yeah, May, like yeah, two or three months apart. It was like yes, yeah, boom, boom. And and reading this, knowing that there's a second book out there coming up to the the end, like I already know there's a second book because you released these two a month apart, and so I know that. The important people will not die. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's well, the yeah, apocalypse exactly. thing. And the, you know, yeah. the big confrontation. You know, that's just like a minor point. Like, why didn't they wait six months, a you year? You know, that's, to, that's a good point. Yeah, it was a subtle thing that as I was coming up to the the culmination of this story, I'm like, well, I know. You know, they're trying to sell me on, oh, everybody could die. Everybody could blow up with these this amulet of confused amulet of water. And uh, I'm like, well, nobody's going to die because there's book two. And, <laughs> you know. You know yeah, it's all the same know, players, so you know that that's that's an awesome point. I mean, you were absolutely freaking right. I never that never crossed my mind because like maybe subconsciously it did, right? But the book was never like a nail biter anyway, so it no. really didn't matter. Right, I mean, you right. could have blown up the whole hill and sure. had everybody come back as zombies. Right. I mean, who the fuck cares? Right. But <laughs> you know, the sad part is who really cares? Right. But you're absolutely right. You uh, you have an end of the world scenario book where you know every, the whole world could die everybody could die and you release part second two, book part yeah. book two book a yeah. month later yeah where you didn't even give time for this one to no. like and catch. this one doesn't really end on like a cliffhanger is like you know it's going to be a trilogy like it no it, it ends it, yeah it ends you could have you could have <laughs> stopped it right there yeah don't so stop me now <laughs> I, I didn't understand why they would <laughs> release book two so close to the other one and i think it's a I, lot I, of poor execution a lot of poor marketing <laughs> and no, really good marketing because they got us to buy it. Yeah, it sure it. did. But uh, I think that's just another symptom of uh, e-publishing and it's a glut. And e-books. It is such a glut it of really, a market. It really is. And I think you know you'd also commented commented right before we started recording about like, man, I haven't read a good book in a while, and yeah, I think that's. I mean, we're like, we're seeing a symptom. That statement is a symptom of this glut. Of what's out there in the market, you don't want to go out there and pay fifteen dollars for a new release from a, a big publisher, or Stephen King, or you know anybody big and big name people, because you so don't want to lay out fifteen bucks, but you a higher chance of getting something at least enjoyable. Yeah. So we we play in the indie markets, but you know when we first started doing this podcast, we could have thrown a rock at any indie book, but there was so much less and. We we found so many good indie books early on, and now yeah. it seems like oh my god, it's it's a problem being able to anybody and everybody can put this out easy, and, and you know there's, there's no even, policing, there's no vetting of anything. So you know, be that as it may, yeah, I think the final verdict is uh, you know buyer but, beware on yeah. But hey, you know if you think the the story that we talked about was pretty cool. Maybe it's the book for you. It's just not really just not the book for us. No, not really. Because I don't think it was, I don't think it was horribly written. No, and I don't think the story was. I was terrible. Thinking, 
for some light reading at the beach or something, maybe. No. Yeah. No. They don't it's even rough that. because... You know what? Don't even. Don't even bother. Find yeah. something else. <laughs> really, I talked myself out I, of it. I, th- I thought of, you know, if I were going to give this book stars, would I, you know, it's it's not horrible. I wouldn't give it a one or a two, but I would be, I would really budge on even giving it three. It'd have to be like a two and a half star. Yeah. Like if three is like, I like the book, you know, you just read a book. Yeah, it's a good book, you know. Yeah, this was about less it. than. It's not. This was yeah, less it was than a good really book, like yeah. it. Yeah. It wasn't awful. It wasn't like I hated it. It wasn't like I just don't like this, but it it also wasn't I like it, you know, just a casual. There's a little. Yeah. Just somewhere in good. between. Call just, it a two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half uh, bottle wrenches. Two and a half <laughs> bottle wrenches. There you go. <laughs> Out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, just stay. Whatever, do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Read whatever strikes your fancy. Yeah. Don't take my word for it or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you're into, <laughs> just don't read this. Or read it. I don't give a fuck yeah, what I you don't do. Fucking care. It's your money. It's your time. It's your money. It's your fucking eyes. Do we get the yeah. audio book? You lazy fuck. Oh, dude, don't even start me on no. that. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I can understand, right? <laughs> audio books have a place in this world. Yes. Just not in mine. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. And I have a. That's, I all, have that's a, all I have to say about that. I have a low opinion of people who listen to audiobooks. Well, hey, if you're a truck driver. Uh, yeah. And you're driving across the look, country for look, three days. Look, hey, listen, we're podcasters. Right. If you're in a truck, listen to the fucking podcast, right? <laughs> it's a different thing. You know, yeah. I've tried. You know, a couple of people handed me. The, the freelance carbuncle handed me a free audio book, a couple of, you know, trial things and sign oil. I can't do I Even putting it on in a car, I stop paying attention to shit. You know, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're reading, you're, you're, you don't zone out. You're reading. Yeah. It's not a zone out thing. No. When you're listening to audiobook, you can zone out as easy as listening to a talk radio yeah, show. Yeah, listening to the, like this the Mets yeah. game or something. What did Frank and Jeff just talk about for the last 20 minutes? I missed my turn, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. that you zone out. So yeah. it's, like, right there, you're not doing it. I'm I'm kind of with you. So listen to podcasts. Fuck them audio books. Yeah, read a book, listen to podcasts. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay, so I think we made our point. Let's drink some beer. Let's have a little taste. Let's have a little taste of the, the nectar of the fools. You know I want. I want to. You pronounce this. This is where we make our bread and butter. When you try to say words like this. <laughs> well, let's see. We got a dogfish head. Yeah, we got that. Yep, nailed it. <laughs> this is a white beer. Uh huh. Brewed with orange slices, lemongrass, coriander, and peppercorns. Uh huh. What's it called? It's got a name. Namast. <laughs> it's not too bad. Namast. When, when I say it, you'll you'll uh, know it's Namaste. Namaste, yeah. Namaste. Namaste. That's like a cool hip word to say nowadays. Really? What what is the Namaste? That's like a I don't know if it's Buddhist or or, or uh I think it's kind of Buddhist. Well then you know what that means. It's like peace and love, brother. You know what that means? It means it's time to scream in Buddhist, Buddhist. Buddhist. <laughs> Koi kiri lei mao. No guy, no god, true guy. Koi kiri lei mao. No god, true guy. Guy. Koi kiri lei mao. Get them chimo. Nabachi gay. Nabachi gay. Shule lao go guy. Oh, tamache guy. Gay, guy, guy. Jabalasco. 
Okay, namaste. So, as we were saying, we don't have to go over like dogfish head ale. No, cats and listeners know all about staple here at Books, Beer, and Bullshit. All about that, you know. And like, you know, at first, at first glance, right? You go yeah. lemon, orange, white beer, summer ale, right? Sure. Let's throw the peppercorns in. Let's just be stupid. Why not? You know, I don't, I don't get it. You can't just leave it on up alone and say, "Here's our nice summery ale." Are you gonna say this is 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 saison like, or is it not really have enough herbage for a saison? I don't think it'd be saison. No, not I think saison-like. it's gonna be like a. Now, what's the white? Is that like a blue moon? It's right. It's, it's like definitely wheat, wheat based white. I guess white ale. Yeah, most of them are wheat. Yeah, wheaty. I'm fucking wheat, everything. Wheat, 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 wheat. All the time with the fucking wheat. Didn't this phase pass already? It's time. It's time to sector your gene. With the bottle wrench. Only you can send your cheat with the bottle wrench. Did you bring the bottle wrench with you? No. Good thing I have a bottle wrench, yes, too. Yes, sir. Never leave home without one. The bottle wrench is made from... Forge stainless steel, baby. That's right. It'll never corrode. It'll never erode. It's drop forge stainless steel, only from the bottle wrench at thebottlewrench.com. Get yours today, 50% off your entire order. I'm running out of air. So let's give them the promotional code. BBBS Show. That's BBBS Show. 50% off your entire order at thebottlewrench.com. Don't pay full retail. Never. Fucking Greeks. Hear that? Hear that? That's the sound of toughness. I don't know nothing about nothing. Uh huh. But that's the sound of toughness. It's got hair on its nuts. If it had nuts, it'd have hair on it. If it did have nuts, it would turn them. Uh huh. Maybe it we could get crank those nuts. Maybe we can make an accessory for the baller. You know how those trucks drive around with nuts hanging off the. It does need. Then this little dangler thing that you can yeah. put on any convenient yeah. pegboard, corkboard. Yeah, that could nail. be a book screw and bullshit. I'm gonna talk to the guys at at the bottle wrench. You need like a that books, beer, and bullshit exclusive bottle wrench testicles. Hairy bottle like, wrench testicles. Like the little things that Jap girls dangle from their cell phones. Jap girls do this? The you know, little dangler, little Hello Kitty dangler. Little Toshi Doshi Goshis. Yeah, the little Ho Chi Minh thing <laughs> they hang there. Yeah. You need a little Is that testicle exclusive? That's dangler. exclusive to, to Japanese girls? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, okay. When I watch those Japanese videos, they all have the little thing hanging from yeah, their cell even phone. from their smartphones. Because I remember, like, back in the day, remember years ago when we used to have flip phones? <laughs> yes, on the lanyard. Yeah, fuck. yeah, yeah. They're a little spot. I don't I don't think phones have that any longer. Oh, you know what it is? Don't they stick them in, like, the little earphone jacks now? Yeah, like in the little port ports. Yes, yeah, yeah. A little port plug. Yeah, there you it's go. It's like a dild- phone dildo. Yes. See? Yeah, that's a, that's a flashlight. Yes, it does. <laughs> Is that, oh, you're doing like your little disco phone? Having no. a little phone rave no. party? Like I, a uh, Japanese bitch? I actually have no idea why What'd that you call happened. Them? Jap girl? Jap girls. <laughs> <A little> slanty eyed huntress. So, you ready? Uh, yeah. Are yeah. you ready? Yeah. I think, you know, don't forget last time we had to drink the fucking goddamn chilada again. Hey, there'll be no more chiladas ever. We've no. covered the full uh, range of chiladas. Right. Is, is but when ups. you do chilada, it's you can only go uphill from there. <laughs> yeah. So this one, you know, I'm, it, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more willing. I'm expecting this to not be horrible. Uh, it's going to be a different kind of horrible. It's not going to be like just unpleasant lemon. Uh, 
I, lo- I love the smell of lemongrass, but I don't like the taste do you, of do lemongrass. You like Thai food, right? That has all well, lemongrass in it. Uh, coconut, right? Some of it, do. yeah, very coconut. Coconut very, milk and lemongrass. Very spicy. Wow, this has, uh, I hate to interrupt the signature sniffer, but it's got a lot of uh, aroma. It's aromatherapy. It's yeah. aromatherapy. It's aromatherapy. It's aromatic. Aromatics are yeah. high with this one. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, you know, put it up to my nose. That's up to you. Signature sniff. Let me give it. Let me give it. Give it. It's definitely, you can smell the coriander. Coriander? Coriander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's a high note in the sniff, you in smell, my opinion. You smelling lemongrass? No. You smelling oranges, peels, slices, slices of orange, not the peel. Yeah, it does have a some, I guess, yeah, because it has a citrusy, citrusy. note. Uh-huh. But I'm getting more of that coriander. 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 All right, let me see what I got. Tell me if you can smell the peppercorn. No, you're right. It's uh, orange and, and the uh, coriander. Or that's, the, that's the the, the main show, yeah main they're, breakdown. Yeah, they they are the headliners, and I guess since it's a white beer, that they don't tend to be very stinky. So I'm not picking up very beer smells off of this. No, it smells like a wheat beer. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of how they smell. Yeah, well, I guess you kind of associate that with the uh, the citrus. Yeah, and that most of them have that in it. All right, after smelling that, I'm not going to like this. I'm a nefarious wheat beer hater. Yes, you are, sir. Uh, but you're a nefarious wheat beer liker. I, I like it. Like it, yeah, yeah. But you like I a like straight it. up wheat beer. Yeah, I like the, you know, the you blue like, moon. Yeah, yeah. The regular one. Yeah, yeah, straight up. You know, straight up, stuff like okay. that. That uh, I don't know. There's a few of the German ones I really enjoy. Uh, all right, here's my prediction. We're going to get bitter beer face off of this. I'm feeling I'm going to be disappointed in this. You think it's going to be I, too I, smooth? I think we're not going to have enough pepper in it. Mm. Well, like If you say it's brew with peppercorns, I'm expecting some pepper. Yeah. I'm expecting it to be jacked a little bit. I'm not going to lie. This is very light. This is a 4.8% alcohol by volume. So it's right in there with your regular beer. Yeah. It's nothing. Nothing, uh, nothing out of the ordinary there. All right. I guess I will know. I inherited these beers here, of course. So I can't tell you the the price on this, right? And this is also was bought in the six pack when normally you would they just pick they up. have the big bottles, yeah, right? The big ginormous bottles, yeah, seven fifty. Yeah, so here it is. Let's give it a taste. See, what, see, how, it it can't be that bad. No, very. It's uh, no one's going to be spitting anywhere. Tonight. No, no, it's not going to be like that tonight. Make it a little ick or a little meh yeah. or a little yeah. But I think that's the worst. You're not gonna get the <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you for that breakdown of how we rate beers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Rock on. Mm. Mm. Is that uh formaldehyde? No, that's it. Tastes like formaldehyde. That's and a, I don't know what that tastes like, but I don't like the, I don't like that at all. That's uh, uh it's coriander. Coriander for it's show. Taste. I taste the fucking wheat white beer, mm-hmm. big time, and I think I taste the peppercorns. Now actually tasting it on the palate, I think I got peppercorns. You got some peppercorns. Yeah, 
Let me try and again. And definitely on the back end. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say everything that it says it is. It's represented. It's, I think it's all there. It's pretty balanced, all those things. I don't taste lemongrass. I don't get that. Well, you know, with the with this, with already having the orange citrus yeah, in it. Yeah, that could hide it. And lemon lemongrass isn't like the strongest flavor no. in the world for in when you put especially when you put it into beer. Yeah. Like we've come across the lemongrass, I believe, a few times. Yeah. And I honestly don't think it uh adds nor subtracts to the overall scheme of things, especially when you're putting in with something heavy like coriander. Right. You're it's just gonna get lost in the background. I don't like it. I do not like that. That's uh to me, it tastes, it's a very stale taste. It tastes like a stale beer. Not a skunk beer, but like a stale beer. That's the best way I can describe my reaction to it. No, I, I think that's, it's, it is exactly. It is exactly what it says it is. What it says it is. Yeah. When you look at that, right. you go, oh, I think that's going to taste good. Then you're going to, you know, you won't be, uh, you won't be shocked when you open it up and pour some out and drink it and go, oh, yeah. Yeah. I could not, I could not enjoy a bottle of that. You know what? On a summer, could you put that on a hot summer day? Could you put that back? I could drink it if you ain't got nothing else. I guess maybe that's your IPA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not an IPA guy. I am, and yeah, I mean, you're able to handle that a lot better than I am on a on a white beer. You know, it's I don't know. I wouldn't pay whatever Dogfish Head is. Oh yeah, you gotta pay a premium. It. Yeah, sure. I'm not paying the premium for it. Some peppercorn and coriander, but you know. I guess we're drinking this, so... You don't have to, but you could if you wanted to. You could if you wanted to. If you want to read the book, read the book. If you want to drink this beer, drink the beer. We also, just as a side note... Yeah. We also had that uh, root beer. Not your father's root beer. Not your father's root beer, yeah. And I don't know. That was way too syrupy for me. That sat in my stomach like a lump. Yeah, that's the big nobody can find it kind of beer. You feel like, you know, you found the Cabbage Patch Kid in 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 the early 80s when you see that beer. Right, right. And uh, somebody got a hold on it this weekend. We had some, and it's to me, it's a lot of hype. It's, a lot of like hype. Like you said, it's it's very syrupy. It it has a very faint alcohol taste to it. It tastes like a, a lot root of beer. It, a lot of vanilla in it. Heavy a vanilla. A lot of vanilla. Very heavy vanilla. And I found that the more you drank, the closer you got to the bottom of that bottle, that vanilla just kind of fucked with your oh, palate, yeah. and it just started tasting like almost like a chemically type of thing. I wasn't down with it. I had my one bottle of it and that's that's one of them rare things that as you go you when you take the first sip you go, damn, you know that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Then you take the second sip yeah. and you're like, Oh yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Then you take the third sip and you're like Yeah, you get about oh, a quarter good. of the way and you're like, wow, this thing has a lot of vanilla to it. That's yeah, when and you you're start like, nosing it. I noticed yeah, it sat in my stomach heavy. Like it sat there like a lump. I had to go oh, actually yeah. go Often drink a bottle of Poland Springs. Yeah, it's just far too sweet to be to be drinking. Even if you grab the six pack of it, it just oh man! If you get the six pack of that down and that's hold a, it, that's a one hit wonder right there. Yeah, that beer for me. You know, I I can't say it was bad because no. it didn't taste bad. No, I think it was just a novelty act. Yeah, I think that's all that beer is. Yeah, whatever. Well, so the fuck is half that the is. shit we have on here is sure, but that is least palatable. Yeah, uh, you, know, well, you know, it's the Barlin James of the. The 15. Sure. So that being said, we drank the shit. So you don't have to.
Just like the book. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Very down-the-road podcast. Like, I didn't find nothing wrong with this beer. No. Where you found it to be horrible. Right. In You know, just because of what it basically is. Sure. And I found it to be just not like not your thing, not my thing. Yeah. You know, like too much other shit in it. Like, yeah. it probably would have been a good beer if you left all the crap out of it. Yeah, I might be able to roll with the just the white. Beer. But then you'd have a Bud Light wheat, golden wheat, yeah, or whatever. Sure. But you don't even make that shit no more. I don't think. No, you just rode that phase for like Bud. Bud, Bud just kind of rides the wave of uh, whatever's there, and then uh, it goes the away. Trendy guy, yeah, yeah. And then if it don't hit, that's it. Yeah. Now they're doing those. Bud Margarita things. Ooh, boy. I don't know how. Fiesta forever. (laughs) Come on and sing this song. Oh. Dude, I just wanted to rip through this. Because on YouTube, the video comes up all the time for me. Yeah. For who? The Budweiser? Budweiser Margarita. Bud Light Lime Margaritas. Lime Margarita. Lime Margarita or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, sure. I just want to jump through the screen and (laughs) pop his little hipster hat right off his head. Like, rip his fucking... Face off his fucking skull and make him fucking stick it up his ass so he shits it out before he eats it. It's just that annoying. It just you see that all. You do a lot of YouTube watching. Yeah, I watch a lot of YouTube. I do, but no, I don't even think I. I don't even watch TV. I just watch. Yeah, YouTube. I don't think I touch your YouTube watching. No, no, you don't. But no. I, I really just hate hipsters in general. Yeah, I hate that hairy hipster. <sighs> hipsters are so obnoxious. You know, like. It's got the iconic, age, uh, ironic ages, ironic beards. <laughs> yeah, this is like, you know, he's got that full like, yeah. full. Hey, hipsters, almost November. Yeah, time to grow into mo no November uh, mustache. Yeah. You it's like, fuck. It's like, dude, it's summertime. You could shave the beard if you would like to. You yeah, have to have no, the, I can't. I gotta be hip. Check out my little hat. I yeah. look like Jason Mraz. My little pink shorts, and <laughs> whatever you're yes. wearing there. You my doc doc slippers. I swear to fucking Christ. That's that's a whole trend that like I wear my dock slippers ironically. <laughs> that's a whole trend I just just cannot fucking stand. No. Like there's a lot of things I don't like, a lot of trends I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that whole hipster trend. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Could you deal with did you deal with the the goths back in the like yeah, 90s? Yeah, yeah, I had no problem with that. Like, yeah. you know, you want to whatever. You yeah. know, that's just being, you know, do your thing but do yeah. it over there. Yeah, yeah. I'm all good with that. Yeah. But like you'll that, eventually find pussy. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole hipster thing, dude, it's just so pretentious. It's very, very pretentious. This is the whole reason why you have all these bad beers, right? Is because of hipsters. It probably fucking they is. perpetuate the the bad beers. That and Pabst Blue Ribbon resurgence. Oh God, yeah, they drink it ironically. Ironically, I could afford more than Pabst Blue. Yes, Ribbon, but yes, I drink it because you know it's hip. It's, it's hip. It's, it's in a can, as you know, canned beer is superior. <laughs> Because it does not receive any sunlight whatsoever. I actually drink my Pabst Blue Ribbon in a dark room <laughs> so that light never touches my beer. Well, I only drink Pabst Blue Ribbon during a blue moon. <laughs> <laughs> so that the ultraviolet rays of the bounce off the moon don't taint the natural organic fibers. And who the fuck makes Paps anyway? Because I know Paps. Paps, right? No. Or no, they sold they out. Yeah, they went out of business a long time ago. Valentine. Are we going to have to do... Research on books, beer, and bullshit. PBR. I wouldn't be surprised if ABV, right? That's the the one that owns everybody. Oh, BV. Yeah. Ambev. I wouldn't be surprised. That's going to be my bet going into our frantic Googling (laughs) of uh, who owns Paps Blue Ribbon. I have the answer. 
Oasis Beverages, which is based in Russia, said on Friday, signed a deal to acquire Pabst Brewing Company, headquartered in Los Angeles. This is uh, September 19, 2014. Mm. Russian brewer buys Pabst Blue Ribbon. So just recently they gave up the goat. Uh, they gave up such brands, well-known American beers, as Pabst Blue Ribbon to PBRs. They gave up, you'll never forget, Old Milwaukee. Old Milwaukee is now a Russian. Schlitz. And all the way back from Tour de 40, the Colt 45, now Russian-owned. Colt 45 malt liquor. It's got the dynamite taste. Yeah. little Manhattan special coffee soda and a Pabst Blue Ribbon and some what the f- Colt 45. Old Milwaukee in Old Milwaukee light. Tastes <laughs> as great as their name. I don't remember that one. I remember that one. I remember the Paps one too, man. I think that one was like, "What do you have?" Paps Blue Ribbon. Man, no, I don't remember that either. Yeah, that's like back when you know we were kids or whatever. Sure. What was the other one? Other one, what? The other one that they owned. Colt Forty Five PBR Schlitz. Schlitz. Uh, I don't remember Schlitz jingle. You know what? I don't remember the Schlitz uh, jingle because that me. was not a big beer in this region. Not particularly new. I don't think they did any advertising whatsoever. Probably not. I think I got a Schlitz beer tray somewhere. You know what I watched just recently? It's on Netflix now. What's that? I forgot how great it is and yet how corny it is at the same time. The Warriors. The Warriors. Clink, clink, clink. Come out out and and play. play. I got that on DVD somewhere. Yeah, that's probably... Well, I think the last time I actually watched it was when I had the uh, VHS copy of it. Ah. And... uh, uh, you know, I saw Netflix. I'm like, yeah, I got to make it a point. So I had an opportunity to watch it. And I'm like, man, fucking great movie. But, like, at the same time, how did you get away with a mime street gang? Like, legitimately. I don't know if that's brilliant or stupid or a sign of the times. I, I can't figure that one out. I used to like the the Yankee guys. The baseball with the, furies. With the, yeah, right? with the, yeah. they had, like, makeup on. Yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they were a street gang that rang, yeah. rang around in full baseball uniform. Because, you know, that's, like, really cool. Yeah, with, with painted faces. Yeah, it really and makes it another badass. one. It's like, how, does, how do you... Because I remember watching, I was really young. Right. It was a type of movie I watched, and it was, like, one of the first movies I can remember, like, watching it and going... I don't think I'm supposed to be watching this, but I can't take my eyes off it. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then back then it seemed like real fucking dangerous, dangerous and, and like, holy fucking, like, I, I definitely had a much different reaction to, like, I did the baseball fury, furies and the yeah, and the, yeah. Uh, the, the, the punks, the guys on the roller skates and the fucking coveralls. Oh, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they they came off as, like, some badass fucked up shit. Like, don't fucking, like... If I heard I'm Michael ever, Jackson got his, his bad video idea from that movie. I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt it, especially from the, the punks in, the, in yeah. the subway chasing them down. Uh, just, uh... Is that the one with the guy? He goes, stand up there and goes... Can you, Can you dig it? it? Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, uh I'm gonna Cyrus, right? Cyrus, yeah. Or is that the guy from the Matrix? Was no, the guy Cyrus. From the Matrix? What's what's his Samuel Jackson? Sam right? Jackson, uh what is he in the Matrix? Uh Siggy? No. Morpheus. No. Morpheus. Yeah, Morpheus. Is it Morpheus? Yeah, I Morpheus. believe. I always want Morpheus to bust that line out. <laughs> Can you, you dig, dig it? it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good shit right there, man. The fucking Warriors. They don't make movies like that no more. No, no. But I was... I was uh, the no CGI in that, man. Just mimes and makeup. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And leather so, leather vests. I got I to gotta ask the question. Being you grew up or you 
grow up all the way, but you lived in Brooklyn for a time. Yep. And you're familiar with the Cooney Island area. Yep. Was was there street gangs back then that you had to watch out for? Like, did your parents not go to certain neighborhoods because of street gangs? Uh, they, there was street gangs even in where I lived. And right. uh, they were... Did they stick out like sore thumbs like these guys? If uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) No. But once you knew who they were, it's like, you don't fuck with them. You don't fuck with those guys. Right, right. But at the same time, we bought, as kids, like 10, 12-year-olds, we bought our fireworks from the the street gang guys. Right, right. And you knew who the contacts were and shit. You just, you know, they they were there. They did their hangout thing. You don't, you don't fuck with them, but... They didn't come out looking you for trouble with you, neither. No, no, no. You were just a, a no. residential neighbor. Yeah, yeah they knew you. You're walking by, your kids in the neighborhood. You know, you don't fuck with them. They don't fuck with you. But you don't, you know, I also knew, like, don't get fucked up with them. Because I knew, you know, they're tagged their neighborhoods. And right, you could right. see when you, they were tagging, you know, 10 blocks up the street in these other guys' neighborhood. And shit, you'd, you'd hear the rumblings of, like, oh, the fucking these guys over here fucking with those that shit, but it was underground shit, and I didn't ever get that far mixed up in it. But like I said, I buy fireworks and shit from them all the time, and right. So you dealt with them, you just didn't fuck with them. They didn't run around in face paint. They didn't <laughs> dress up in like a fucking uniform. <laughs> there was no uniforms now. No, just there wasn't even like colors right back then. Uh, nothing obvious. Yeah, no, it was one like the reds or the. Crips, or I mean, the Bloods and the Crips, nothing like no, that. No, nothing they, like that. Nah, they were just. Uh, I, I think it's just everybody knew who who ran with who, and there, there might have go. been colors. I I wasn't that aware of, at right. least in my neck of the woods. Because you were you were kind of young too. So when you moved out to Jersey, right? yeah, you were what? 13? I was about twelve when I moved 12, out 13? here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you didn't really. No, no. You didn't hit your real formative running in the street. No. As a lunatic yet years. Not really, no. No. You know, you're still more of a more of a kid. Yeah. You know. Yep. Yep. Than yep. a young adult going crazy. Yeah. I, I I just couldn't see why you would want to stick out like a sore thumb. Like I yeah, mean, I know it's a movie and not real life. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I could kinda see like whatever, well, but that was the weird thing, like and as you know, as a kid you watch it and like you said, it was just they they all looked that scary looking as a kid. Yeah. But then you know, when I got on VHS, I'm in my teens or whatnot, and it's just kind of cool. The Warriors didn't even kind of didn't even really dawn on me or, or register how corny that is. That right. fucking street gangs that the Warriors are running from, right? They're running from guys <laughs> in, in wearing baseball uniforms and cleats too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that kind of crazy shit. So. That's what struck me now as as a forty year old is like <laughs> how fucking like holy shit. But still, it's a great movie, and and somehow even you looking at that corniness and you still forgive it. I don't know if you forgive it because of the time or what, but you, even knowing it, like even in the time that had to be ridiculous to grown adults. Yeah. So I don't know why they they did that. That's so strange. Well, it was that must have been a big movie, I guess, at the time. Yeah, I don't even, I mean, at the time, you don't have VCRs. I mean, you either went to the movies and saw it or, you know. Well, I, I mean, you probably saw it on, like, TV yeah, I, or I, The first time I saw it was on TV. It yeah. was, like, a, a late-night movie. But, you know, that had to have been, 
maybe 82, 83. I think you know, you know what we should do? Yeah. You know what I think would be good? What is that? I don't know if we can with all the copyright nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is play the trailer from that movie just to see what it, they tried to sell you back back then. Okay. We'll look up the trailer. Let's give it to them. These are the armies of the night. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? The Furies. The Boppers. The Hi-Hats. The Lizzies. The Turnbull ACs. The Gramercy Riffs. Riffs! These are the Warriors. We know about the Warriors. They're a heavy outfit. They're from Coney Island. Warriors? You guys are the big dudes, huh? Now, they're in the Bronx. We're going back. 27 miles behind enemy lines. It's the only choice we got. Between them and safety, stand 20,000 cops. <laughs> and 100,000 sworn enemies. I want them all. I want all the Warriors. got one way out. They've got one chance. They've got one night. The Warriors. Yeah, they, they kind of portray those street gangs as straight up dangerous fuckers. Yeah, really. So I mean, I'm sure maybe there are some. Yeah. Like, I'm sure, you know, like the Bloods and the Crips and some of the MS-13 guys yeah, yeah, are, are no one to fuck with. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I've seen some of the destruction that those guys do. Yeah. But, uh... To me, yeah. like, the most badass group, at least as portrayed in the movie, were the Turnball ACs. They were, like, a bunch of skinheads riding around on buses. And right. And you know what's funny, too, is, like, the Warriors, right? It's like 27 miles to safety. Yeah. Right? The yeah. safety of what? Your house? There's like eight of you. Yeah. That, like <laughs> your, your whole streets. gang is like, and you have like, own like two blocks of Coney Island. Yeah. And, and like you can't come into their, like, like the, yeah, like these if gangs. You got, if you got the whole, every gang in the city plus the cops coming after you, yeah. I don't think getting back to Coney Island is going to help. <laughs> no. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm here. It's like, Ali Ali Oxenfree. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, that's it? You know, like, well, I get in my house, and, like, I'm safe? Right. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But it's still a fucking badass yeah, movie. Yeah, it's still a good movie. I mean, it, it shouldn't work, but, man, it does, and it works hard. Yeah. It's fucking just a great fucking movie, even all this time later, 30 years later, whatever it is. I can dig it. <laughs> you dig it. Yeah, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's a good. It's a good uh, jump in the wayback uh-huh. machine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just speaking about the wayback machine, let's bring it up to date. Yeah. Did you Did you catch Sharknado three? No. Oh, you just can't. No, I can't. I try to I expose just... you to Sharknado one, and no, you know what? You know what the problem is? I watched Sharknado when I watched Sharknado one. It was like the coolest thing in the world. But then when you watch Sharknado 2, they, they kick up the action. That's all the the series requires is just action. Okay, so just, they, they, like, 
we drop any pretense of story. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, just full raining, on raining. raining sharks and blood and, and chainsaws and all that. You really had to, and you never got to the end of Sharknado One. No. That's where the fucking payoff is. That's when the giant great white comes down and fucking eats him as he's and, and he's got the fucking chainsaw and the things laying on the sidewalk. And next thing he just fucking chainsaws his way out of the giant great white. Right, right. And then the chick that got eaten in the sky falling out of the helicopter he, he brings her with her and it's like you know the badass moment right right but you have to wait for the whole movie sharknado you know even sharknado the tornado sharknado didn't really come till the end type of thing right to get through that it was just the novelty act at first right but then when you get sharknado too it's twin sharknados it's then and they're coming down the streets of manhattan Right, right. And fucking Al Roker's there giving play-by-play news reports <laughs> about the fucking Sharknados and shit with, with Matt Lauer. And it's just, like, way more kicked-up nonstop action. Sharknado 3. Oh, my God. Like, really. I don't, I'm not sure even. It seemed awesome, but it also seemed like, I don't know if they jumped the shark in Sharknado 3. But, 3 oh. but, like, how could you? Because it's so cheesy. Right. It was sharks in space this time. Oh, wow. They actually well, <laughs> they wound up in space, <laughs> and the sharks chased him out to space <laughs> in the space shuttle. And, of course, the space shuttle blew up. So what did he do? He swam into the shark's mouth and used it as a reentry vehicle. Yeah. That's... He, he forcibly got <laughs> swallowed by the shark. <laughs> then he was in it as it started falling back to Earth. <laughs> he fucking cut a hole into the shark and jammed the parachute pack out the hole in the shark. So he could open it up so like he's the in, Apollo capsule he's, he's and floated, float, yes. He's and he in fl- space with a parachute. Yes. <laughs> and he floated back to Earth like it was the Apollo capsule inside oh of a great God. white. I, I can't. Oh. Uh, now, you know what? Uh, I, I just can't. You have to. <laughs> you're looking at it like it's so bad that it's fucking epic bad. It is awesome. He used a shark as a re-entry vehicle. <laughs> In Sharknado 3. It was a wall of Sharknados up and down the East Coast. (laughs) Do you understand the epicness of this? Yeah. They used the Star Wars, the secret Star Wars that nobody thought Ronald Reagan built. He built them, so they had to go out to space to activate it to zap zap the wall of (laughs) Sharknados up and down the East Coast to get the... The shark to break up? Yeah, because the heat, you know, counteracts the whole, you know, it's a weather thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you got to heat them up. Which way were these tornadoes coming? They were coming from everywhere. It was just sharknadoes (laughs) were coming at the East Coast, a wall of sharknadoes. So, like, these all Dare they say, I think this line was uttered, dare they say a sharkacane? I think something like that was uttered. Yeah, but just up and down the seaboard. The entire, you know, the first one, it was... uh, San Francisco or California yeah. it was threatened, Los Angeles. Then obviously two is New York was getting threatened. Right. And now three, it was like it the opens whole, up in the DC. Whole East Coast. Yeah. yeah, DC. It was getting threatened. Fucking goddamn uh, uh Mark Cuban was the president of the United States, just fucking shooting up sharks crashing through the White House. <laughs> and then uh in the meantime, Tara reads down in Florida and Universal Studios, and that's where the second, you know, the wall well, starts yeah. coming in. The second part of the wall comes into Florida. So she's fighting off sharks inside Universal on roller coasters and shit. And next thing you know, it's the whole, oh, my God, they're coming from everywhere. We're going to have to go to space and fucking <laughs> shoot the whole damn thing down with Star Wars. 
And then, I don't know, that thing misaims and blows up the space shuttle. Like I said, he <laughs> kind of swims through space into the fucking sharks. The sharks actually somehow <laughs> followed the space shuttle after it launched. Like, you see the space shuttle come out into space, and it was like, I don't know, in the drag. <laughs> they pulled up from the rocket ship, you know, pulled up a bunch of sharks after it. Oh, my God. And uh, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Uh, it's so, it's like the who, ultimate who is, cheese, man. Who who does this? Is this a sci-fi Channel? Sci-fi channel, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do it what every Shark Week they release a new Sharknado, right? Or is that shark, just well Shark Week's its own right you know, I discovery? Know. But I think right. they kind of, I think it was like right after Shark Week a couple right. week a week right. or two I after. Just you know if they timed it, you know, like right as a Shark Week frenzy I, is I, going on. I think they do. You know, I didn't even jump on until like the, the premise to me also seemed like dumb when the first one came out, right? And I never bothered. And then well, they they said it didn't. The first one didn't do so good. Yeah, the first time they aired it. Well, the first and one, then yeah. like enough people must have saw it to start talking about it, it and then they re-aired yeah. it and yeah. it went nuts it was, after that. Yeah, it was a social media like buzz thing that, that, and I had the same. But I still didn't jump on. For I didn't bother with it. And then after Sharknado two and everybody was going, I'm like, all right. And then the shit was on Netflix, so I'm like, I gave him a fucking watch, and I'm like. Holy shit! I can't. I have to. Oh my god, this is the best, you know. Yeah. So when Sharknado three, I was I was in my seat ready for that shit, and it was, uh, man, all the epicness you thought it was. Yeah, gonna be. it's 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 just it's it's full bore, over the top thriller action. You know, you can't like you know. I sat there trying to you get to you suspend, to watch the first one. And you have to suspend all. Yeah, belief. it's rough because like you said, they try to push too much story in the first one, and yeah. it actually is boring. And I'm like, wow, I didn't realize how boring this was. Until you got to see the second one. Because the second one is just nuts to the wall, fucking just whipping sharks at you from the sky. Uh, I guess, you know, though, I mean, like, if you look at a show like The Walking Dead or any superhero thing, yeah. I mean, you totally got to suspend belief. Yeah. Oh, you really anyway, got to. So. You got to lose it completely. You just can't just allow, <laughs> you know, just allow the just sharks to go be in the it. tornado. And, yeah. It just And they can just break off whenever they want. And, <laughs> oh, look, there's a guy in a skyscraper, so I'm going to break off from this sharknado. And, and just dive on. Just whip at you. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's if you if you allow that, just just allow yourself to enjoy it, and it just washes over you. It's wonderful. Literally, it washes yeah, over you yeah, like yeah, a I shark know. tsunami. Yeah. yeah, don't don't you know? Unfold your arms, just open yourself. <laughs> don't, yeah, just open. you just have to be open to it, and it, it feels fucking great. <laughs> oh, uh, did you read Ready Player One yet, or no? No, but I was told I need to. Yeah, I was told I need to too. Yeah, it's you know that's been on my. They're making a wish movie. list. Yeah, I heard that. It's been on my wish list for uh, probably since it came out. But that's one of the books. It's been out for how long now? And it's still you know twelve ninety nine. I'm like I'm not. I'm I not think because I think because I watched the the pixel trailer. Yeah, it came to your attention. No, no, I was, you know what you knew I that heard about this book. book a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I think because I watched that and like I kind of was just like oh there's Pac Man walking down the street and I'm like oh. Ready Player, and like I don't I know like, that Ready Player One. No, is the I don't same think it has thing. nothing to do with one. Has nothing to do with the other. Yeah, but I was just like, ugh, it's like I can't. Yeah, like, the I cheesiness will. of, of yeah. pixels is ruining your yeah my want and desire, want to, desire read. to read anything video game based. Gotcha. It's as simple as me going to the library and grabbing a fucking thing, but yeah, that really. seems like not enough effort. This is like way too much effort for such a thing. Yeah, I got so many fucking books to read now and i don't have to leave the comfort of my own home to do it yeah you know, you know fucking library card i can't remember last time i used my library card it's been a long while 
Probably. You know what? Tell you what, since we started doing this podcast, because just by doing this podcast, we get books. And then on top of that, because well, we're, we're exposing we're, ourselves we're to this a, world. We're at a base of one book per month for the podcast. Oh, I mean, yeah. At just a base yeah, yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On top of whatever else we read. Right. So there you go. One a month there. For you, it's like, what did you say, three books a month for you? Yeah, two to three. That's pretty fair. Yeah. Little, Depending little, on if I double them up or I just yeah. read one at a time. Yeah. A little more for me. Like yeah, sure. Five. Yeah, probably six. about five or six a month. Yeah. You know, I mean, go to the library? What? Yeah. I got so many at my fingertips right now. And plus two. I mean, there's so much, I don't know, just so much to read. You know what the problem with the library is? Everything in there is. Library ish. Library ish. Dated. You might get a torn book, falling out pages, that type yeah. of thing. Yeah. The new releases take forever to, for you to get. Oh, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying yeah. that with the uh, the online ebook public library thing, right, right. and that was a big problem with the big super t- You know, there's only maybe two to quote unquote lend out, right? So you got to wait till your turn in the line, and then you know, and then you get a thousand page six books fucking and month late, yeah, and it's you got two days to do it and starting yeah. yesterday, yeah. So yeah. it's a problem. Yeah, right? I guess so, that's cool though. Like, I mean, I mean, if you wanted to, if you want to do it, it's a wonderful way to do it. Yeah. That's I mean that's the ultimate free book thing the library yeah ebook ebook or public library they yeah. work wonderful within one another especially now where where you're not like I had a I had like a book collection I still do but I've been slowly chopping it down yeah. giving a lot of stuff away you know as I find homes for it yeah because I know like a lot of the stuff I read you have less than zero interest in right so it's like oh, I find somebody might be into it I'm starting to like ship it out right. And I find myself like it doesn't even matter anymore. Like if I let you know get a, a borrowed e copy, yeah, it doesn't really matter. No. It's like when you bought a book and you had a book and you had a tangible thing in your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you divorce yourself from that situation, yeah, there's less of a like an, a personal sort of attachment, a belonging yeah. Yeah. sort of a thing. It's like to I, it. you know, oh, I remember I was in this store when I found this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. Yep. You know, and I bought. Because I can remember, like, most of the books I have, because obviously if I still have them, I really liked them. Yeah. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, let them go over the course of decades. Yeah. Or, like, oh, yeah, man, I remember I was in Borders, and it was winter time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't tell you which experience. winter, but yeah, when I, you know, I discovered this set of books, yeah. you know, and yeah. brought me to this thing and brought me to this thing. Yeah. You know, here's another thing. I mean, I know we've been talking about books a lot in this episode. Yeah. When I'm reading, uh, like, People magazine. Yeah. Or... Even whatever, any of those those magazines, and they have like an author in my five books of the summer or whatever. Right. And it's also pretentious. It's like uh, serious books and serious literature. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. As if you're really fucking reading. Yeah, that. yeah. It's like the, the the top 38 books every guy should own. And like yeah, it's also fucking, fucking 37 of them I would never have no. any interest in buying. But then again, you know, it's the same thing. When you see all that shit, it's all like women authors and romance and all this other shit, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. in these magazines and even the, and like Entertainment Weekly. Surprisingly enough, it's all that kind of stuff. But then, you know, you go on Nook and if you don't look at the stuff that you're looking for. Yeah. Like I don't go into like the top 100 because I just know there's nothing yeah, well, there right now that I care. Women 
yeah, it's just are women. by and far, but they're they're the demographic that's putting the most money in it. So that's why they absolutely get advertised too. So it's but you know even like the the best time to kind of find shit is around Father's Day when they are pitching the guy books. And even then, you look at him like fucking really, James Patterson. This is what you're trying to sell me, like. Yeah, right. I'm not doing James Patterson. No, I mean there is more than the Da Vinci Code, right? Yeah, there's James Patterson, right? No, no, that's uh, shows even how much I give a fuck. Uh, oh, James Patterson's like the lawyer guy. He's uh, no. no, that's the other guy who I do like. Patterson is Cr- Cross, Alex Cross. I think he's Alex Cross, but he's the guy who like James Patterson. This thing, and then there's a little. Tiny letters, the author that actually wrote the book. James oh. Patterson is just like the brand anymore. Yeah, yeah. He's it's, not, it's like the other guy. Uh, yeah, there's another Tom one. Tom Clancy's. Yeah, Clancy does Tom Clancy's shit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, written by. Yeah. <laughs> that Balducci guy all the time, too. James Balducci, yeah. yeah. Yep. I read a couple of his books. Clive Cussler. He's dead, right? Yeah, his son writes stuff. Yeah. That's a legacy. It's yeah. a legacy now. Yeah. He raised a Titanic. That was a great book. Yeah, Kostler. I don't know. No, I'm not saying like all his stuff yeah, is yeah, good. Yeah. But just that one. Yeah. But that one? Yeah. I think every guy should read that book. Yeah. Raise the that Titanic. Would be my, that would be my every guy, guy book yeah. pick that yeah, yeah. you should read. Ooh, I feel a top 10 list coming on right there. But, Maybe. you know, that's like adventure and, you know, technology in, in the day, you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. all the other stuff. And I thought that was a great book. Mm-hmm. It's just like Tom Clancy, like uh, Red October, right? Yeah, the book was great. Yeah, the rest of his books, same goddamn thing. <laughs> well, the uh, but Patriot Games, he did all that stuff, and you know that, and like that's all good. But like, it, for as much shit as he has out there, yeah, it's like I don't know, it's like you could spend a lot of time on a lot of stuff that's not so good. Yeah, well, it's the same with that that lawyer. Why is his name escape me? The lawyer, the Pelican Brief, and. Yeah, the Rainmaker. Runaway Jewelry, Rainmaker. Those are all great books, but he has so many books. He probably has his equally his bad books. Stinkers, yeah. And I find from everything I've read from him, I like his not legal shit better than his legal shit. Because his legal shit kind of just gets, it's the same sort of story, <laughs> just yeah. spun in different ways, different characters. Who is big with that? That guy who's like, uh, he's Damn writes it, why horror. can't I think of his fucking name? <laughs> Gotta look it up. The guy who writes horror. Uh, King? No. Koontz. The other dude. Koontz. All his books are all the fucking exactly the same, oh. just with different oh, yeah. different characters and monsters. But yeah. it's all exactly the freaking same. But you ever notice people are either, they're either Koontz, and yeah, I liked King, or they're like King, and yeah, I like Koontz. Like, there's never <laughs> yeah, like King so. and Koontz. They're either like big on one and kind of like, yeah, he was all right with the other. I think Koontz was more prolific, right? I know King's pretty has a shitload of books too, but I think Koontz more churned the books out. Yeah, you know, like he had like the template, and he would just churn them out. Well, I'm thinking prolific and like could write in any sort of genre where I would say that's. Oh, more, I meant he just King. like, but his, his uh, yeah, cranking them out. I think Koontz was definitely higher level there. A Grisham, John Grisham, John Grisham, John yeah, fucking yeah. Grisham. What else did he do besides lawyer shit? He wrote A Painted House, which is really excellent. He wrote Playing for Pizza, <laughs> about a football league in Italy. Ford County stories, like short stories that weren't, short story collection that wasn't legal right. shit. There's a, a bunch of, um, wrote that fucking Christmas one they turned into a movie. 
Saving Christmas, I think. Whatever. You, you yeah. wrote a pretty big one there. Yeah, he's got a decent amount of like not legal shit too. And I understand too, because you know, as I read more and more indie stuff and more mid range shit. Yeah. And I'm just saying to myself, you know, I haven't read a good book. Now I understand. Like it's like yeah, anyone can do it. Yeah. But not everybody could be Stephen Consistent, King. Consistent. Yeah. And not everybody could be James Patterson. Right. Not everybody could be John Gr- yeah. Grisham. And the or, thing is too. Is I think for the better part of my reading life, having you know, that's still probably the biggest chunk of of, of stuff I read is those big name authors, and they get I don't know if redundant's the right word, or they write in a very safe, oh yeah, consistent, not, yeah, almost formulaic way. So like when this indie stuff started to boom and everything, I think I took to it so much because it was daring, and it was they were those who cared about it and aren't just doing shit but like those you were daring because they wanted to get noticed and, and really right. do something different that excited me and i think that's why i jumped into that that small pub and, and indie shit so hard yeah and you know a lot of it's enjoyable i'm not going to say you know i didn't like any of it sure i'm just saying like now i there's a glut there <laughs> yeah and there's even a difference between uh oh shit what was i gonna say whatever yeah Whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna say we'll see you next time. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna say see you next time. <coughs> Books beer and bullshit. Bullshit. You don't really need it. You just want it. I'm in America. Like a little, or a little, or a little, yeah, but I think that's the worst. You're not going to get the, no. Okay, namaste.